Neil, how are you? I'm very well, Keir. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. So this is the Confused Goat podcast. What? Why is it called that, Keir? Where, where have we got that from? Why? SEO reasons. The sexiest of all reasons. SEO reasons. And I quite like goats. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Confused Goat. It's been a while. Uh, lots happened in the world. Crazy amounts of nasty and horrible and appalling things have happened. The war in Ukraine, Just we just thought, how do we even talk about anything? I, I did. I personally yeah. couldn't bring myself to communicate. I was in such shock and kind of still am, really. It's just so brutally awful and horrible and, and shocking and surprising. I mean, it would just even though we sort of said this could happen. We were kind of joking about it being not front page news, I remember. Well, I couldn't work out why it wasn't. But what's weird about it is it's dropped down the news yeah. bulletin a bit here already. Like Will Smith became the number one story. Gosh, that was strange, wasn't it? God, it was. What did you make of that? It was all about him, and he was trying to be a tough guy and, and look cool. As an actor, you you know, and a comedian, you know the the rules, which are you you're a famous celebrity. You're at, you're at the Oscars. You've got an open relationship with your wife. You're possibly yeah. a Scientologist. You yeah. might get roasted by Chris Rock. Yeah. You know, you don't get then get up there after forty years in the business, whatever it is, thirty years in the business, and slap the shit out of him in front of what is. You know, a massive audience, albeit yeah. not as many as it used to be, but still, <laughs> quite a few people are watching. Your career's on the skids now, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. you can't look at him in the same way because he's no. been playing this Will Smith character all his life, essentially, in the showbiz yeah. realm. Getting and suddenly we it. saw the angry, angry Will Smith, like the yeah. real man, like, emerge as a guy who can't keep his shit together. Like, what the hell? Yeah, he was bringing the West Philly. Yeah, really yeah. And I was genuinely shocked oh, by so it. I was like, did that, was that a stat? And then he's like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And I was like, oh, okay, this isn't, this yeah. isn't a joke. This is not a joke. This isn't a bit. But what was really strange was he laughed at the joke. He laughed at the joke. And then like, yeah. Jada looked like she wasn't, she wasn't laughing. It's not an alopecia joke, is Which, it? Which, you know, fair enough, it wasn't a great joke. It was awful. Terrible but- joke, but I think the punishment was disproportionate. It really was. And then her, her, like, his son was like, that's how we do it. Like, oh no, what a terrible role model you're being, dad. Yeah. It's all sort of rumbled on, isn't it? So like, he's basically then had to apologise in the speech to the academy, didn't he? Thinking, oh shit, I've yeah. really clanged here. And then the day after, he apologised to Chris Rock. And yeah. then they, they were like, oh, the academy, were like, oh, we need to get involved a bit here. We didn't really do anything. Yeah. Like, it's pretty violent behaviour. So yeah. then... He he's now reti- resigned from the academy himself, which is a bit unheard of, isn't it? And does genuinely seem to be qu- quite upset about what he's done, which is good. I know he wants to save his career, but suddenly now I feel sorry for him. Like the emotions he's put us through, Will. Yeah, yeah, unnecessary. But also, it's kind of like I don't know, man. I thought he was a bit bigger than that kind of man sticking up for his lady, kind of. BS, you know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, if Chris Rock was, like, physically attacking her, of course, that's perfectly acceptable behaviour. But, like, it's a joke, man. Like, come on. Yeah. And it's not even that. It's a G.I. Jane joke. I'm with you. Also, it sets a really bad precedent for, like, comedians who make slightly edgy jokes. Imagine Frankie Boyle's going to be... Or even Gervais, like, like... Gervais at the Golden Globes, like his historically brilliant roasting of all the celebrities, he just would have I been know. 
destroyed, like yeah. pummeled by a by a, an angry mob. If that was the precedent set by Will Smith of all people, Mister Wild Wild West, Mister Big Willy style. This is <laughs> not Wild, Big Willy Wild style. West. This is not not the Big Willy style <laughs> we expected. And he sort of like hook almost like hooked his thumb into his belt as he swaggered, he off, swaggered after off delivering yeah. the slap that shook the it was world a bit old. he didn't know where to put his hand and he yeah didn't know where to put his hand <laughs> it was so shocking weird. quite yeah. shocking but yeah what a bit of drama though can we have a bit more drama i remember i promoted the brits once and um went to a meeting with the people who were putting the brits on and um they were like oh we need more drama like when you can know someone that, that that guy got by michael jackson and from um what are, they, what are they called? Chumba Wumba storm the stage. Like, we need more drama like that. Like, well, how do you how do you get more drama like that? You, you can't really. You just have to predict. You know, hope that some mental pop star does something strange. And you could lay some. You could spike some drinks or something. But yeah, there's not too much. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other Hollywood news is Bruce Willis. Yeah, retiring. We've spoken a lot about his weird choice of movies of late and you gotta yeah. wonder whether this um disease which has got a funny name which aphasia so i was reading up about it subsequently and um it's funny how it, after he said oh basically i'm stepping away and the statement was put out by his daughter um because of this aphasia that's affecting his ability to cognitively talk i'm going and, through aphasia so he basically uh, has been doing these movies. He's done 22 movies in four years, which is a shitload of movies, isn't it? Or is it in a year? I forget now. But he basically uh, does a day or two days on a movie for a million dollars. Yeah. He'll do a million dollars. And he'll be on all the posters. Yeah. And they give him an earpiece and they just feed him the lines. It was a bit like Marlon Brando. It's, you know, his heaviest where he wouldn't retain any information. But he'd have this, it's called an earwig and they put it in his ear and they just feed the lines to him. Like I could do that. And he'd, sometimes you'd say, I don't know where I am. Why am I here? And like, it's pretty sad, really, because I love Bruce Willis when he, when he was first out. It's quite sad. 67. It is sad, man. But like, it's a good thing, because his career was nothing now. It's nothing. Yeah, it's just, it's you... just straight to video shit, like utter shit films. Yeah. He's destroying yeah. His, uh, his, his filmic sort of legacy. So it's, but it's sad, because it's uh, the end of that little, uh, well, era, really. You just imagine him to be on the... You know, they on Sky they do the biographies of film stars. Oh, yeah. It's almost like they could do that for him now because he's not going to do it anymore. Yeah. So it's like a almost professional death in a way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey also is uh, stepping away. Announced. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Although he did say it was a real Hollywood retirement. He did say, um, you know, if if the right script comes along, I might come back. Oh, he'll come back. But what a way to go. He was like, I think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will probably be my last film. <laughs> he did not. Is he in that? I know he's in he's one. In that. Yeah. He's yeah. in that. You can't bow out with that. I come know. on. You can't. You gotta have <laughs> some pride. <laughs> like another one, Daniel Day Lewis. He's retired as well, hasn't yeah. he? Last, last film was the, that, that one, the. Um, was it called the something thread? The Phantom Thread, which was unfeasibly dull. It, it was it was about sewing, wasn't it? Don't watch it. Lorna loved it, but I was like, this is so boring. I'm abandoning. Yeah, it was Taylor. It was so boring. It's like life's too short. This man is basically making a garment, like in real time. There was some like weird sexual thing that I never quite got. Like, what does he get off on putting the dress on the lady and then sewing it up? Like, what is happening yeah. here? I was trying to work it out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That was weird. I watched too many movies like that where I'm like, I don't know what, I don't actually know what this is about. I kind of just plod through and watch it, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I don't really know what that was about. But it was kind of good, I think. Yeah. This is some more fucking interesting shit. Considering what we're talking about, really. I find it hard to watch series, right? Like you, to, yeah. to have the motivation to think, oh, am I actually going to watch this? How many yeah. parts is it? You know. So I do tend to look for docos or movies because of yeah. that. But that's why yeah. I tend to watch a lot of sport because I know it's going to be over in 80 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Going to get a conclusion, a definitive result. Yeah. No subplots. No, like, what was that about? You know. Is that rugby 80 minutes? Yeah, rugby's 80 minutes. League's 80 minutes. Yeah. Football's year 90, obviously. Cricket, but, you know, well, cricket can be five days. It can be a bit more oh, arduous. Cricket. I mean, how does people sit through it? It's a bit it? more like a series. It's, it's, it's not. It's like a lifetime commitment, cricket. I love cricket. I don't, I, I don't get it. Don't get it. I wish I loved it. I yeah. wish I loved it because I love the idea of a sport that breaks oh, the, the cake. Like the that is on amazing. Willow. I think <laughs> you've got. You've got. I love the idea of the tradition, the whites. I love the the idea of tea is involved and cake is involved. It's just so boring. Chew, chew, chew for chew. Like most of the people are just standing in a field, doing nothing. They're just waiting. You, you read a book. Wuthering Heights. You just you read you read it and you look up occasionally, and you just you see where it's going. Oh, what's the score? Oh, yeah, two thirty yeah. three. Oh, yeah, even the spectators like could drift in and out. It's I just it. like the, the commentators weirdest. drift in and out. <laughs> so tell me, Agus, how did you get in your car? You know, they'll talk about something that isn't, isn't related to cricket at all. And then yeah. um, I know. like that idea, but just the the idea of actually involving myself in it. No, no. What about one day cricket? Fifty overs each team. And, um, it sounds a lot. It still sounds a lot. <laughs> it still sounds a lot. But it's only six, and over is six balls. So 50 of them, okay. you, know, you know, so the onus is on getting up, not fucking around and not yeah, too much yeah. defensive. God, oh, defensive. lovely defensive stroke there. <laughs> Absolutely super that. Look at that upright position. Do people, people love the technique of cricket, don't they? They really love... Yorkshiremen love it, like Geoffrey Boycott. The Yorkshiremen do love it, yeah. England... I can't do <laughs> Yeah. He's still up. going, isn't he, Jeff? Yeah. Still going. Yeah. Don't mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Postman Pat. <laughs> do not mess with me, Pat. <laughs> What's that 2020 cricket? Is that the same? Similar thing? No, 2020 is like, like cricket on speed, isn't it? 2020s, yeah. And it's a bit... Under it's the bit, lights, the hot lights. Hot lights. And it's a bit more kind of random because, you know, it evens it up a bit because it's a bit of a bash, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. I'm just football, really. I like a bit of tennis, a bit of football, and that's it, really. Yeah. A bit of horse racing. Yeah. yeah. Even if football goes on a bit now, I, f- I find myself on a on a yeah. second screen. Do you know what I mean? During the 90 minutes. What's happening in the football? I saw, I see suddenly Liverpool are nearly in touch with Man City. How how did that happen? Yeah. I kind of haven't been watching They for just keep long. winning. Both, both clubs, just both teams just keep winning. But I thought Man but, City um, were like daylight. I thought they were just cruising. No, they clawed it back, Liverpool. Yeah, amazingly, yeah. And they play each other, like, almost the last game of the season. Like, there's almost a title decider, which is amazing. Wow, Um, isn't it amazing? It's going to be great to watch. In a round-robin competition, if you end up that situation, yeah, where you have a decider. Yeah, like when Arsenal went to Liverpool and had to win back in, when was it? 87? 88? And we did. That's something. I've still got it on VHS. Okay. 
quite the game. Oh, the glory days. Last minute. It couldn't write it. The last minute. Yeah. Of the whole season, we clinched the title away wow. at Anfield. Was it, it must have just been something. nuts. It must have been a real... Just nuts. Moment. And I'm celebrating in rural rural Shropshire as the only gooner. Fucking Cara. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> What a game! What about athletics? Do you watch any of the athletics during the not Olympics? Really, not really. No? I don't mind a bit of a Winter Olympics. That seems more exciting somehow. I don't know. Did you watch like the, any of the curling or the um, the shooting? And I did the... watch a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's quite, yeah. quite cool, wasn't but it? It's just too much to do, isn't there, to watch than watch sport? I don't know. Like, yeah, I get it. You get nothing done. I'd rather play it in a way, but I'm too old now. <laughs> My knees have gone. And the other thing I'm noticing too is like I used to be amazed at how good players were when I was growing up and now I'm like players are way better now than they were when I was growing yeah. up and now yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't give a shit there's another guy who can like run a hundred and probably about ten seconds and he's like yeah. a, an amazing tackler and he's got an amazing step and he can pass really quickly yeah. like I don't care yeah. anymore you know no I remember to... thinking like watching cricket Mike Gatting it was like oh, he was actually like, <laughs> captain of England and he was fat he was fat. He was, a, he was not was a an athlete. Of rebound. He was, he not was an a lovely, cuddly, beardy man. But, but he wasn't an down athlete. The pitch. He'd, he'd like, yeah. you know, centre umpire. Well, do you remember Shane Warne? Rest in peace, Warney. Shane Warne bowled the um, ball of the century around Mike Gatting's legs. Do you remember that? It was like, it like started straight, swung like in the air, deviated did out did to the it? right, hit no. the pitch, came back to the left and took out his off stump. Really? Yeah, Shane Warne. Good lord, I I I I sat next to Mike Gatting once at the on an Arsenal match. Uh, I wasn't in fancy seats or anything. He was just yeah. in the like, West Stand with me, and it's like booked my ticket and went. Mike Gatting's next to me, and uh, I was like, and I don't know anything about cricket, but I recognised Mike Gatting. <laughs> He's still quite chunky, and he had a Mars bar at half time. And I was like, that explains yeah. it. That explains he's not, it. He's not in the outfield, is he? He loves Mars bars. Mike Gatting's always eating Mars bars. He's not going to have to run for anything. So, what, right? Is that right? Yeah, well, that's the thing with cricket. I might, t- I'm actually start playing cricket. <laughs> it, t- it turns out you can have lovely dinners, and you don't have to be fit. The fast bowlers are quite athletic. Yeah. If I if I started playing cricket, could I just field in a bit that normally wouldn't get much action? Is there a is there a place for me? You can go like. Um, first or second slip you still might get a bit of action you've got to be a good catcher if you're not okay i'm not you great you've got to be a good kind of a, 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 a sort of short range catcher whereas if you're in the deep you've got to have a good arm so you've got to be able to throw the ball yeah. back over the top of the stumps problem is if a ball was coming towards me i have to wear a series of glasses to keep it in focus the glasses yeah. <laughs> So that, that might not work for me. I remember playing cricket. The worst thing was like when a ball, the ball goes up and you're under it. You're like, mine. And then yeah. you get, everyone's like, don't drop it. Keep your eyes on it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. All the way. And How so does that help you as a teammate? Don't drop it. I always remember the commentator. Don't worry. The ball would be up and like Mark Wall's under this now. Great pair of hands. Mark Wall never drops a catch. Mark. Oh, he's dropped him. He's dropped him. I can't believe it. <laughs> I think he's still commentating. They wheel him in. Uh, for an over or two. The funny thing about cricket is it does seem to be like better on radio. It's amazing on radio. Yeah. Welcome back to day four now at the MCG. <laughs> I just it's just impenetrable to me. I just don't understand any of it. And it just goes on and on. It's like reading like War and Peace every time you want to get involved in a match. <laughs> it's, 
So am I committed to reading the whole book? No. Yeah. Hell How no. How many characters are there? Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. How does it even work? I've lost the plot. Oh, thank God. It's time for cake. Let's just eat cake. But you've Let's got get the, the Mars bars like, out for Gatti. Um, Tuffers, Phil Tufnell, you know, he was like... Yeah, good characters. Was, good characters. Good characters, you know. Um, uh, David Boone, he was like 52 beers on a plane on the way from Australia to England. Yeah. That's the record, right. by the way. He yeah. was a great Tasmanian, like, beer gut opening batsman really? for Australia. But good, a good sportsman. David Boone, yeah, the Booner. He was good. The Booner? <laughs> he was good. It's a shit nickname, David Boone. Let's just call him the Booner. The Booner. No, I don't actually know what his nickname was. Probably Booney. What's your nickname, Kit? Apart from menswear, obviously we love that. I don't really. It doesn't really work, Menzies. Have you got? A, have you got a nickname? Historically, I used to be Menzado. I don't really know where, where I that like came it. from. Yeah, that's like a superhero name. Menzado, Tizantor. But by night he was Menzado. What about you? I've got a few. Um, so the guy uh, who I work with now, Charlie, I used to work with at Paramount Comedy Channel, and someone once rang up. I might have told you this once and my name's neil toll but they asked for nigel trout and everyone everyone thought it was so hilarious that they all everyone from that era called me now trouty and i've been called trouty by all that group from like since 1998 or 96 yeah so he still calls me trouty there's a rugby player called 12 trees who was kind of not quite good enough to make england regularly but was quite good billy 12 trees and they used to call him um he played for an irish team I think it was London Irish, and they used to call him um, 36, because 12 trees. So stupid. 12 trees, they used to call him 36. Uh, That's quite good. <laughs> My friend Barry's got a client called, um, now what's he called? Oh, forgotten that. I've got to remember his real <laughs> That's name. A good, that's his, awesome. What his, that's what his nickname is. <laughs> Tell us next week. week. I'm going to have an earwig in and just get fed the line next week. (laughs) And then retire. The other news, of course, Chelsea. There's ramifications with the old uh, Abramovich, Abramovich, as apparently that's how you say it. Abramovich. But if you say the correct pronunciation of, say, someone, a European name or a Russian name, do you look like a knobhead? That is my question. If I started saying Roman Abramovich, people would be like, dickhead. Yeah. It's Roman Abramovich. Yeah, We've been calling him that for 20 years. But um, no, the Chelsea thing, like he's just been stripped of Chelsea. And imagine having all your money frozen. Yeah. I mean, ill-gotten gains. But nonetheless, it could be a bit of a jolt. <laughs> you wake up and you can't board your super yacht. Like, fuck me. Yeah. My life has changed. <laughs> I only wanted to watch the footy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so hypocritical. They, oh, suddenly he's linked to Putin. He's been there 20 years. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. It's so hypocritical, isn't it? And like the, the Saudis are taking over Newcastle United. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, are you seriously letting them buy it? Like, they don't give a fuck, do they? No. Until the Saudis, like, will do something really know, bad. Do something more monstrous. And then it suddenly be like, oh, you do know Newcastle are owned by essentially yeah. them. Why don't they just dish out football clubs to dictators and have done yeah. with it give erdogan one yeah. you know what i mean yeah. give like you know yeah. let's, let's give the chinese guy, a couple she needs one yeah. assad needs one <laughs> give she one assad yeah, assad's taken over at like crystal palace yeah, yeah. king john john's interested at watford he's got he's got the gooners and they've won 
Yeah. We're such hypocrites, and like football fans particularly. It's not so bad as he, Kim. You know, Matt, I mean, you know, I think people focus too much on the genocide and the... The Newcastle fans just want to win something. They're desperate to win and never won anything, ever. Which is amazing for a club of that size. Ashley but... out. Yeah. yeah. So has he so- he's sold, has he? Yeah, he's, he's concentrating on Debenhams. Hasn't that gone under? <laughs> it's online now. Oh, right, yeah. It's online. The world has changed, Keir. The world has so changed, hasn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Debenhams is only online. There's no Woolworths. You know, food prices are through the roof. Like, what is going on? Yeah. It's... Mike Gatting. It was a sportsman. Now that's that's our normal. <laughs> Let's go back to normal. Let's go back to fat fat cricketers. Are there any fat cricketers now? It's it's changed. Uh, uh, you don't get it as much because the game is more. There is a requirement now to actually run a bit more. So <laughs> to be fit. Yeah. yeah. So you don't you don't tend to get fat cricketers. But I would say they're not anywhere near. The level of fitness of footballers or rugby players, no, no, certainly no. not. Because cake is still involved. Cake is. It's time for tea. Uh, drinks. It's uh, stumps here on day four of the. <laughs> Everyone wakes up. <laughs> what the fuck is he on about? Uh, I could just listen to you do an impression of whoever that is, <laughs> Richie Benno, the, the great Richie Benno. Richie Benno, yeah. that's a good impression mm. of Richie Benno. Mm. He's a, what happened to him? We, he was a famous cricketer who became, became a, a more a, famous commentator. He it? joined the Kerry Packer lot, right? He was the sort of respectable face, and then he also got an um, old. Uh, I can't remember laughing so hard. Uh, Tony Tony Gregg, he was the. Um, other one, and then the other one was Bill Laurie. The um, he's got him. Oh no, young Pisces, no. <laughs> so they had a great, just the 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 most. The three, the of, three them. of them were brilliant, and that was as I was growing up. That was the three. Now it's like yeah. Mark Taylor and all the new kind of. They're a bit more, bit more, a bit more down, sedate. a bit more, yeah, just a bit more kind of modern, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were brilliant. I do like Jonathan Agnew, the the British guy. He's great. He's, he's funny. He's, he's got a good... They're all public schoolboys, though, aren't they? They're British ones. Oh, my Darrow thing. Abramovich, Abramovich. He was in Turkey negotiating with Russia and uh, Ukraine. And he was in a, a negotiation earlier on where apparently he was poisoned. Was that with arsenic? <laughs> uh, negotiators were also had symptoms of, of poisoning. The Russians all seem to botch their poisonings, don't they? Like, it's awful. Like, what? Uh, just what rogue, what rogue like, guerrilla sort of mobster nation that they are now with, with Putin. It's the autocracy that surrounded itself, power, made people powerful who are happy to support Putin because he's giving them millions yeah. and, and then the other people yeah. who are too scared to do anything. Because, like, there was yeah. that opposition leader who was killed in 2015, poisoned. Yeah, yeah. There's been um, Litvinenko, Sergei Skripal in Salisbury. And Navalny, they tried to knock off. Um, the he's still in jail, isn't he? He's just got another nine years, didn't he? They just gave him another nine years. How can people not see that Putin rules by fear? I guess they can see that, but they, like, if you're in Russia, you just can't. You've got to be. You've got to just take the the. the, the well, it's so autocratic that you can't speak out, yeah. or you'll just be gulag. Yeah. They've brought in a, if you call it a war now, it's 15 years in wow. Siberia, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. It's like properly gone back to Stalinistic, hardcore auto- autocracy. He has been sending out a, quite a bit of PR about Stalin being being great, actually, and yeah. Russia's been coming back. Yeah, it's a shocker, isn't it? It really is. 
someone needs to kill him you know that really does need to happen well it's true it's awful but true i can't see the i can't see how they can negotiate a truce either because i can't well, see well he's just he's conscripting the Ukrainians giving up as well putin he's like doubling down yeah. it seems after think looking but, like he's going to withdraw but they they they've not done rip they've not done what they expected to do with the first batch of soldiers so the second batch no, I don't think they're going to have any morale at all. Like they're just they're they're abandoning ship. Well, you're going the time, there to you, you're like young Russian dude, eighteen twenty. You're getting paid to do this, fighting like Vitaly Klitschko and his mates who are there to fucking yeah. defend their country and save to their the families. Death, like they will do anything. You yeah, know, yeah. like you, you. Exactly, it's not going to be pretty. Putin needs to save face, and and Zelensky. Just, just does not want to give up territory. He's already said, I won't join NATO, yeah. but he's talking about another, uh, can NATO be tweaked so it's not, essentially, I'm not in NATO, but I need Can I, can I join NATO? Yeah. As well as NATO, maybe he's willing to give up some of the Donbass, is that right? Or is he saying, no, we want that back? Well, he hasn't said that. And he Why shouldn't. Should he no, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm actually like, actually, I'll tell you what, you give us a little bit of Russia and let us keep all yeah. of Ukraine and fuck you. Apparently, they're, they're putting pressure on him, some European leaders to give some concessions. But this is where I agree with Boris, and I'm not a big fan. But he's like, no, no, don't don't concede any yeah. of your territory. Like, why? Well, you can't. Yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. It's not right. He's the aggressor, and he's taking your country. Yeah. Like, why? Don't. But it's up for you, up to you to decide. But it's a difficult sell for Zelensky to his Ukrainian, like to the people. It's a very difficult sell. Like, we're going to give him some some of the Donbass. I mean. They'd be like, no, yeah, we're not. Yeah, no, fuck it. And all he's going to do is build and try and attack again and try and take more anyway. And if, you know, like, Completely. If you give them that, then they'll start disputing other bits. Yeah, yeah. So live hard, man. I know. I agree. You do wonder if Trump would have had been in charge, how that would have played out. That would have been a frightening prospect. I think Biden's had a good, a good crisis. So he's, yeah. He's managed very well, I think, with it myself. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. He loves that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing him in the uh, aviators for a while. No, I have to say, he, he, he's um, he does look really shaky now, man. Like he's he does. Uh, he's very slow. Even just when he scratches his head, he's so ponderous. But he's he's all there. I think. I yeah. think he's all there. You do wonder about the next election. What's going to happen with that? Because that his rating's not good. Kamala Harris is not popular. Trump's still on the scene. Does Biden run again? Yeah, I'm sort know. of not saying if he is or not, but, but suggesting that he will. <laughs> Get up there, Joe! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Joe! Oh, we were so pleased when Trump was out, but he's still hanging around. It's frightening. And now it's time for a little section we like to call the Trump Dump, where we look at the latest news from the ex-president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Trump Dump. They're digging around, aren't they, on uh, to what's happened? What happened on the insurrection day? And they found out that he's the seven hours without any. He apparently made no phone calls during. Wow! <laughs> like, hang on, hang on. Are you saying that Donald Trump made no phone calls during the insurrection? That's very unlikely. Anyway, it turns out John Bolton, who looks like Colonel Sanders, the crazy mm. mustachioed mm. one, who was briefly his defence, yeah. um, hates hates Trump mm. now. Everyone who works with him mm. now hates him. Said, oh, well, he did used to talk about burner phones. Especially Walter White was in the, the White House, it turns out. So he, he, was, he was just chatting on a burner phone, wow. or a number of burner phones, for seven hours. 
Because like, obviously you're the president. Everything you say has got to be recorded. Yeah, after that Zelensky. One way or another. He did, he but there's a to... big gap. Yeah. Yeah. So he could be in more trouble. But they never seem to pin. They never seem to land a punch no. still, do they? He's still out there. You just hope that somehow they fight. They pin something on Trump in the mid. In the meanwhile, yeah, with this, and he just is banned from running. The great, the great stallion out, put out to stud for good. Yeah, sort of Trump fans, and like, well, not just Trump fans, like the kind of QAnon folk, mm. and the the equivalents thereof throughout the world. Yeah, they, they utilize portmanteaus. They they rely quite heavily. On the portmanteau. <laughs> I really noticed during this whole vaccine mandate protest in New Zealand, there's a lot of um, signs and things and, you know, people holding up placards. Stop listening to the government. Stop being sheeple. Sheeple. That's a pretty, pretty That's good one, good. by the way. I don't they mind that. Like Jacinda Jab Cinder. All their, like, yeah. comments are really, like, the Rothschild will be laughing all the way in the bank. Like, this kind of, you know, just crazy fucking yeah. nutters. But um, <laughs> another good one that I saw was, um, if I want a mandate, I'll go on Grinder. Oh, that, that's quite yeah, good. Yeah, so there were actually that's some actually quite good ones good. from the nutters, to be fair. So the other thing is the cost of living crisis. It's just incredible, the prices. How's it with you? It's bad here. Uh, p- food is so expensive here. Inflation just going a bit crazy. Sort of the, the 70s again, isn't it? But Yeah. And, and potentially with the power cuts, they might be coming soon. Who knows? With the energy crisis and the food crisis. And it's it's um, a real conflation of things, isn't it? Who'd have thought... Well, here as well, we've got Brexit on top of everything, which no one's talking about, but has had a massive impact. I mean, Dover is now jammed, completely jammed, like yeah. of the, as of this weekend, because P&O sacked everyone in a video call. They sacked their entire... I don't know if you heard this story. No. P&O are the, the very yeah, massive, people. Their own, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they were making a hundred million loss a year, which is obviously not oh. great if you're running a business. But um, they decided they'd lay all their staff off in just a video conference call. Oh, by the way, it's your last day today. They were like, what? Wow. And they're, they're hiring people on like pound fifty an hour. Bringing them in. I'm bringing them from like Eastern Europe, I think. Ukraine. And um, now the government has said, no, you can't do that. That's actually illegal. Um, so hang on a sec. And they're saying to the a lot of the ships, you're not fit to sail because the crew aren't ready and they don't know what they're doing. So it's dangerous. So that's bunged up basically um dover because uh all the people who booked um for P&O, they, they, they're not they're not sailing so there's not enough capacity to take everyone from and to the mainland from you know um to europe so it's a massive like bung up basically and we bring a sh- like most of our stuff's brought in by sea you know what i mean down to dover one way or another so yeah so there's that the brexit uh the pandemic supply lines then there's the energy crisis, Russian gas and oil, Ukrainian wheat. All those things are pushing prices like wow. crazy high. I, don't think yeah. it's, I think it's the start of it. This is at least now we're into going into spring, summer. But come winter, when the price will probably go up again for, for energy, I don't know how any, well, I don't know how people will cope who are, you know, not bringing enough as it was, let alone as it is now. And mm. the future, crikey, it's a worry. It is a worry. I, I could see. Civil disobedience, I could see that. I don't, I don't want to predict yeah. 
more gloom, but I could see that occurring towards winter. Yeah. All over the place, to be honest. Good, good punk music coming out of England in the next... There could be. Angry. Yeah. Angry. Because there's this phrase here where, you know, if you, you're struggling, you either heat or you eat. It could be towards, you know, autumn. You can do neither because you can't afford to to heat your, your flat or your house. And food's too expensive. Like, that is... That is that is a worry, isn't it? I am confused goat about all of it, Keir. It's suddenly a big ball of confusion as the Temptations once sang. Yeah, it goes from like, it goes from, I wonder what my audio is going to be like on, on episode three of the podcast to, fuck, am I going to eat this week? <laughs> yeah. I think all the things we took for granted, like even democracy, like you say. Yeah. Even democracy has been challenged in the well, last food year. supplies, man. Food fucking supplies. Like stuff like Yeah, there's no fucking sultanas. <laughs> that is the first world problem, but there's some issue with the supply of sultanas, I swear to God, in New Zealand. I can't find them anywhere. Where do they come from to to New Zealand? Um, well, I guess somewhere in the Middle East, I guess. Do they? Sult- Sultan? Sultan? I don't know. Where we they, need to look into where it. They we grow? need to yeah. look into it. Yeah. I'm going to follow up on the Sultana crisis 2022. I mean, it's so bad that I'm having to buy mixed nut combinations that have got <laughs> raisins in them. Really? To pick them out? Yeah, to put in my porridge. Wow, we. That is a crisis. That's how bad it's got over here, Neil. Crunch time. It really. You should be on the steps. <laughs> it's just in this fault, I'm sure. On the steps of the parliament. Flag of the week. This section is called Flag of the Week, and each week we take a look at a different country's flag. We should just stress that the flag analysis has no bearing on the country itself. This is purely a look at flags. So in our first episode, we looked at Afghanistan, and this week we've got a new flag, the flag of Albania. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's just bring it up quickly. So the Albanian flag is a bright blood red flag and on top of the of the red is a black double-headed eagle it really is the metallica t-shirt of flags it's a badass flag and it to me it really hits me right in the guts i just i'd die for that flag um And uh, I really like or, it. Or I think you, it's you're at least mosh to that flag. You'd throw yourself into a crowd I'd, for that. I'd, flag. I'd roll an ankle for that flag. It's very don't fuck with me. That flag. Um, sure is. Maybe maybe slightly masculine. So maybe it loses a little bit there on a sort of accessibility. It feels it feels very um, testosterone driven. Very very male, isn't it? Hmm. Um, I do like it though. I've got to say, it's a it's a beautiful flag, and that that double headed eagle, man, that's killer. Apparently, that's come from the from the from the time it was once um, it once belonged to the Byzantine Empire. Is that what the double eagle apparently yeah. represents? Yeah, it looks like a pirate flag. It's like a seriously, do not mess with us. Yeah, it's double headed. This eagle, it's not a single headed. Yeah, none of the single-headed shit like the Mexican flag. Yeah, this is this is double-headed. Um, I yeah, so I'm going to give it. I think for originality, I love the color scheme. I love the symmetry of it. But I'm going to give it a solid nine out of ten. Oh, yeah. I, I really, yeah, I really like this flag. 
I mean, for um, me, it's, too, it's a little bit too angry. I mean, it's proper, like, heavy, <laughs> heavy metal, this, this flag. I don't think it's uh, really taken into account the female demographic, so I'm going to only give it a four. It's too angry. Controversial. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, I never so you... thought we'd, be, we'd ever be reviewing... I never thought I'd, I'd be reviewing Albanian flags on a Saturday morning, I have to say. That is a, that's a, that's a twist in my life, but uh, there we go. <laughs> So there we go. I'll correlate the scores and um, update them next week. Oh, marvellous. <laughs> I look forward to the next day. I'm, I wonder what it might, which, where we might be headed next. Let's have a bit of banter about a portamenta. Now it's time for a little section we call portmenta. Or is that portamenta? We don't know how to say it. We should really learn. There's been debate over it. <laughs> It's French, so do we say in the in a French accent, Nicola or Nicolas and Elka? I don't know. Actually, I, I did have a friend called Nicola, and I used to call him just in, in, intermittently. I'd call him either Nicola or Nicholas. And yeah, but then I get that with Neil, Neil and Niall. I get. Do you both get people calling you? Can. So is Niall actually a, a pronunciation of Neil? Niall is actually a way yeah. of saying it. Well, it's my name spelled the Irish way, so it should be Niall. Niall. But then in the 1970s Shropshire, no one knew how to say it, Niall. Mm. So everyone just called me Neil. So I'm used to Neil, really. But my business partner called me Niall for like 15 years, and that was fine because he did stick with it. Do you know what I mean? I, I just like people to pick and stick. Like, <laughs> pick one and stick with it. <laughs> okay. Pick and stick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like Bowie, um, Bowie must have been like, you, you normally call me Bowie, why are you calling me yeah, Bowie? Yeah, you, you're trying to be cool. Just pick and stick. Yeah. 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 Okay. On the last episode, you, you talked about um, Bleasure, which was a poor mentor, a poor, a poor porter mentor. Yeah, yeah. Bleasure, B-L, well, just B with leisure, yeah. which is business and leisure. Rubbish. Th- these were just some ones that I came up with that I don't think are official portamentas. So I thought topless bars. They should be called Bristrons. <laughs> that is quality. So Hooters essentially is a Bristrons. Bristrons, exactly. <laughs> That's the best one I've ever heard. Um, I thought, and the other one, Mountain Goats, when you think about it, they should be hillbillies. They're, hillbillies aren't they the hillbillies. They should be hillbillies. Mountain Goats are hillbillies. That's true. Okay. Sorry, I haven't moved on from Bristrons. <laughs> You've heard this one before, but I think it's really pertinent now. Libhards instead of libtards. Yeah. And I think that, that I think now is the time that we need to stop kind of sitting there in our ironic t-shirts laughing at how silly Putin is. And actually, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just be a bit more fucking, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but what? how does Ukrainian that, how does that sort of manifest itself in behavior? I, well, how do you become more libhard? When the non-liberals are being really aggressive... To the liberals, yeah, and the liberals stand by and let them, and and say, oh, that you know that doesn't seem reasonable. Um, instead of doing that, I think be a bit fucking lib hard back, you know, maybe that doesn't seem do reasonable. Midweek jujitsu. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that that doesn't seem reasonable. Anyway, would you like another mint? <laughs> no more mints, <laughs> unless it's mince meat. Yeah, lib hard need to be a bit a bit harder, but lib harder. Yeah, just um, bit because, more forthright in their liberalness. Yeah, because it's we've got to realise that democracy, man, it's not. I don't know if you've seen that map that Friends of Russia versus the Free World, and it's it's not as mm. it's not as tight no. as we might think. Like when you look at the 
It's true. Uh, yeah. You know. I think it's a bit like with Brexit and we're all in our in down south in our sort of um metro elite bubble. Yeah. You know, and then like everyone's like, No, f- you know, we don't want to be in Europe. We're up yours, the, yeah. the establishment. We were like, oh, that's a bit of a shock. Yeah. But um, it's the same with this map, isn't it? It's like we're surrounded by like people who aren't liberally minded and they're not into freedom. They're not into no. democracy and they're not into human rights. And like, not at all. Think, oh, hang on a minute. And then I got a couple of not so good, not so good ones. Um, there needs to be a word for a high oven. I don't know. A high oven. It should be an above oven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a square area. That should just be a square Square area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's square a square area. area. thing is, not many people say square area, do they? I don't think. No. It's got to be less <laughs> less useful than breast. It's a very niche portamenta. I think you need to launch a chain of restaurants just just so you can use the word. <laughs> like, is Hooters still going? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That was... I got bought a T-shirt once, a Hooters T-shirt. I was coming back from Chile and stopped off in... Um, in where was it? Dallas. Yeah. Uh, had to do a changeover, and a friend of my brother's said, Oh, my mum lives in Dallas. You should just, because I had to wait like 12 hours. Mm. And um, they got, so got picked up by a, this guy's mum. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, come and have a cup of tea, and I, I'll take you for a meal, and then so I'll take, take you for you a meal. The, the, to the Hooters. Like, cool. Well, that was what she said. <laughs> Let's go Hooters. I'm like, What? <laughs> Hooters? She, if she'd have said, It's a restaurant, I'd have known. But anyway, we didn't go Hooters. We went somewhere else, a sports bar. She forgot. Right. But then she said, oh, shit. So then we went via Hooters, and she bought me the T-shirt. Oh, T-shirt, which I was always a bit nervous about wearing. I don't know. I thought, mm, Yeah, no. I am a, lib- I am a liberal. I don't know if it's uh, particularly PC. I'm going to have to dig it out and send it to you. Yeah, please do. Uh, tr- yeah. International Post. It'll get there in about 10 years. <laughs> Is your work balance better because you're in New Zealand than it was in London? Uh, I think so. Like, I mean, it has been summer, so it's been really good. It's been light until sort of late. And the commute's better than London, so it will, I mean, I'm not working from home. Although you work from home all the time now, so it's... My life's changed completely with working from home and working from here and not having to commute into London, blah, blah, and all that. I've got to put the hours in no matter when they come, you know, to get it done. But with some jobs, you can work from home and presumably just take the piss. I mean, do you know what I mean? Apparently the DVLA, the DVLA where, the, where they dish out the licences, they're so far behind because everyone's working from home, so they're all like a bit, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll have to take my yeah. time. Another cup of tea. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I can imagine you probably work really hard from home because there's no distractions and you can just get on with it. I guess for me it's about all the, the accessibility to things outside of work. Yeah, just going to the beach and quite warm, going for a swim, you know, in the afternoon. Just get yeah, getting that. It's, it's more connection to the outdoors, but no more than like Wales where you are now. It's it's. I think it's yeah. just London is was was hard to you yeah. know hard to connect to. Well, like we just used to sit on a Hammersmith roundabout, like oh look, there's some daffodils over there. But that was literally it, like surrounded by like exhaust. Hammersmith views. roundabout was quite grim, wasn't it? So grim, yeah. So urban, and it's not well. The the feng shui is really bad. Like you've got yeah. two lots. Like you've got high streets everywhere. Like you've got about th- yeah. four or five different high streets. You're like what? It really is bad. Really isn't is it Hammers for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that time in on Hammersmith roundabout in February? It was like summer. Yeah, that was so weird, wasn't it? It, it arrived in London in February. Everyone, like, busting outside, weren't they? It was like yeah. if you get any snippet of good weather in 
February, March, April, people are just like all over there, don't they? Lunchtime, loving like. it. But it's like mm. your brain's back on, isn't it? It's like hibernation's over. We're we're back. You yeah. know what I mean? But they say if you don't, if you can't get through winter, you don't deserve the spring. I think that's quite a good phrase. I always find it quite psychologically tough. The kind of the now in New Zealand, you know, the kind of end of summer time. Yeah, because you know winter's coming. Psychologically, it's quite. That's right. Well, we're we're on the other side of that, so. <laughs> yin and yang. <laughs> there we go. Is that a goat? I think that's a goat. Yeah. Well, there's a seagull, Jeffrey, that seems to have taken an unhealthy interest in the umpire's shoelace. Well, you've been bird watching. England have taken a wicket. Oh, so they have. By golly. Well, the crowd are rather enjoying this, Jeffrey. Rubbish, that is. Absolute rubbish. 